Good morning, afternoon, hello friends. Thank you for listening. This is an episode I recorded. I've lost track of what episode it is on, but I'm excited. Uh, It's a great episode. Been a great start of 2021, at least for me anyway. I know the world is in shambles, but hey, comedy is making a comeback. Yeah, I got some shows lined up. January and February, looking great. See what the rest of the world Rest of the time of the year holds, you know, fingers crossed. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. I've already got some great guests lined up. So the next few podcasts are going to be awesome for sure. All my podcasts are going to be awesome, you know, just speak that into existence, you know, mark that off the list of uh, things to manifest for 2021. New Year's resolutions. That was the term I was looking for. Mark that off the resolutions list. Um, Anyway, got a show coming up in Abilene. Saturday, very exciting. Just performed there for the first time, and I get to go back again. Hopefully, get paid this time. That'll be cool, and we'll see what the rest of the year holds. I know we've got a show set up in Amarillo in February, got a show set up in Lubbock in February. So, yeah, stay tuned, stay on, stay fly, and whatnot. Uh, This episode, I had on Travis Roberts, he is returning. I've had him on before very cool guy he's only 20 um we talked about his music he made a switch from kind of a uh i don't know what genre of rock he was in emo he kind of said or kind of a alternative i guess i don't know but he made the switch from uh rock to more of a country vibe and he's really good he's got a new band travis roberts and the willing few i will post a link to his spotify to play at the very end his latest single uh we talked a lot about um rehab you know dealing with alcohol um he's only 20 years old and he's uh got a good head on his shoulders he's a great musician he's gonna go as far as he wants to in life so please sit back and enjoy this episode of clemente's corner i will start i am here with travis roberts local uh musician singer songwriter country boy right correct would you consider yourself a country boy yeah. More like an emo kid in Pearl Snaps, but it works. Emo kid in Pearl Snaps. Anyway, we will start the podcast like we always do. This is Tom Segura on Fake Cowboys. I'll tell you what. I thought you might enjoy it. Can we just all agree on one thing? Can we just fucking get on board with the fact that it is time to see an end to the man who walks around in public with a cowboy hat on, like he's not wearing a cowboy hat in public. I see these guys everywhere. Banks, grocery stores, airports. And now, not only do I see guys wearing cowboy hats, but they have adopted the cowboy persona, like where they think they're actual fucking, like the <laughs> Well, pardon me, ma'am. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You look fucking ridiculous right now. Like you're a cowboy, really? Cock a doodle doo. A bang, 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 bang. Get the fuck out of here. Here's all I want from cowboys. Just be cowboy all the way. All right. Work with livestock. Like if somebody says, "Let's go get a beer," I want to hear you say, "I gotta shave some sheep." <laughs> End your disputes with a pistol. If somebody cuts you off in line, be like, meet me at the saloon (laughs) at noon. I'm a cowboy. And you better ride a horse everywhere. 
If you wear a cowboy hat, you shouldn't be allowed to sit in cars or look at planes. You should just be like, I tell you what, I tell you what. San Francisco sure is a pretty city. Yeah, I'll see you there in six months when you get there on your fucking horse. <laughs> if you're a cowboy, then I am a knight. I'm a knight, and I'm gonna wear armor every day in case somebody wants to joust, and you leave me alone because I'm doing the queen's work, okay, mummy? You know who likes to be cowboys more than anybody? You know who? Three-year-olds, because they're not developed yet. And they go, mommy, and you go, yes, you're a cowboy, and your sister's a princess, and your father's fucking Batman. You live in La La Land, you don't know what's going on right now. Cowboy hats should come with class rings. So I feel like the same guy that buys one, buys the other anyway, you know? Check it out, 87. I scored 14 touchdowns that year. What are you doing now? I'm just thinking about killing myself. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you get a Corvette and make it a whole kit? Yeah, so that was Tom Segura. I thought you might enjoy that one. That was I, funny. I was just searching through YouTube today. Are you uh, are you a fan of that guy? Man, I'm not a really... I, I love stand-up, but I yeah. don't watch a lot of stand-up. Mm. I usually just go see stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I just don't have the funding to go see Tom Segura Oh, anywhere. yeah, me either. I want to show you this this clip where he broke his arm. Like The, the people listening to the podcast won't get it, but it'll be funny to us. So... No, oh, there's an ad. Oh, Pretend oh, you didn't no. hear that. Oh no. Is that Taco Bell? It <laughs> looks like it. Oh man, okay. There's a moment when I first dunked. Roy goes, Hey man, you got that you got that Larry Johnson going. And I opened my bag and I had a Larry Johnson jersey in there. Because I was gonna wear it during the dunk competition. Here's what I remember vividly that like kind of freaks me out when I remember. <laughs> this is so they raise funny. it up, and I don't know if I if I'm gonna be able to do it, right? And Roy pulls me aside, <laughs> and he goes, "You're gonna have to dig deep on this one." He goes, "You're gonna have to reach for that inner Larry Johnson." And I felt an adrenaline rush. I should have almost like calmed down before I I tried. I've heard lifters talk about it too. You know, if they go like, you get too hyped. For a big lift, they're like, you can get too too hyped up. I should afford. So I remember being hyped up, and I was like, I'm just gonna jump and see what happens. <laughs> oh man, just it's the it's the uh, at the end for me. This is the way he lands on his arm, man. <laughs> His arm. His arm. <laughs> All his fans posted like a ton of like funny clips, like calling him like every character from Family Guy. Oh god. It's really funny. His Instagram's hilarious. But yeah, he's injured now. So dude, his arm is straight backwards, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Any man. Anyway, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. It's cool to be back. Yeah, cool to cool to have you. I saw you at uh, that was Marshall's, right? Yeah, Marshall's Tavern. Oh yeah, Austin's Pub with a fancy new name. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this, but Marshall's Tavern is like a, a franchise. Like there's like a Marshall's Tavern in like Austin and like, maybe not Austin, but other parts of Texas. It's, it's probably, like, probably cooler there. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Marshall's Tavern, fun place. I uh, I go randomly. I used to do a comedy mic until uh, comedians stopped doing comedy in Amarillo. So then I was just like, okay, I'll just go follow around artists like I've always done. So, <laughs> Did life just not get funny anymore? Follow around musicians. I don't know. People just just like fell off. Comedians fell off. I don't know. Like musicians are still playing, but comedians are just like, oh, I don't want to. So, but it's only in Amarillo. I don't know. There's like two or three guys left aside from me. But yeah, you know, just working, going to other cities. That's probably the plan for 2021 since everyone here sucks. That's the goal. <laughs> That's it, man. Oh, yeah. What you been up to? You just did uh, a show in Lubbock? Yeah. Played at yeah. Cook's Garage last night. That's awesome. Stayed at the Red Roof Inn. Oh, those are the classy ones. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. That was, a, that was a trip, man. So, like, I haven't been in a crackhead motel in a long time. Really? And so... uh Whenever I roll up, so I'm 20 years old, and mm-hmm. so apparently I didn't know this unspoken rule that hotel rooms have that you have to be 21 to get a fucking hotel room. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh. And so I roll up. I made a reservation at the Microtel in mm-hmm. uh, in Lubbock. By the way, fuck you, Microtel. Yeah. Um, I, I like the made, term micro. <laughs> micro, right? But uh, I got my uh, I got my room uh, on Expedia. Dot com. Dot com. And uh, I went down there. I went down there to go to the room and try to check in. And the lady looks at me with my ID, and she's like, "You're not 21." I said, "Yes, I am 20. I was not born 21 years ago. What's up?" She's like, "You can't check in." I said, "All right, then I would like to cancel my room." They said, "We have a no cancellation policy." I said, you, "I said, you motherfucker, you know." And so I'm calling around Lubbock. I have the gig in like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling around Lubbock. I'm like, "Dude." Please, I need to find a hotel room. And so I'm calling all the you yeah. know the regulars, Howard Johnson, Comfort Suites. They're all like 21. Is this a hotel called Howard Johnson? Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Howard Johnson down there. Sounds fancy. No, it wasn't no. fancy either. Oh. But then I call the Red Roof Inn, mm-hmm. and I was like, cool. They were like, yeah, you can come in. It's just a $50 deposit, cash deposit. I said, strange. They usually use credit cards, but I'll yeah. head down there. And I'm like, I've got 50 bucks. Let's do it. Yeah. I go in there. And it was probably one of the more terrifying experiences in my life. Did you see crack right away? I did not see crack right away. <laughs> but that did progress through the night. I, uh, I got up to the front desk. The lady could barely speak English. Mm-hmm. And I said, I went on Expedia right beforehand, booked a room to make sure I had one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I come in. I'm like, yeah, Travis Roberts. She looks me up. Cool. I give her 50 bucks. She says, $50. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, $50. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here's your 50 bucks. She's like, the room is upstairs to the left. Mm-hmm. I, I go through this hallway there's no floor. Just straight up. You're levitating? No, there's just straight up concrete on the floor. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and I'm walking through and there's like uh, plywood panels off the wall. Mm. And I'm like, this is terrifying. There's some plywood doors in that bottom floor. Wow. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm kind of terrified. I didn't know I was coming to a, a refugee site, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I go upstairs to my room. I open up the door. The key doesn't work the first four or five times until I use some force mm-hmm. i open the door and i'm like this is just your standard hotel room just a little paint chipping on the wall i'm like it's not bad i'm gonna pretend like it's like a some sort of uh boho mm-hmm. uh apartment in france or something i'll yeah. act like it's cool i walk in and i look in the bathtub and uh there's a suspicious stain like it's red 
I'm like, somebody died here. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, somebody, in the tub? Yeah, dude. There's like a big old red stain. And it's like, you know, you can obviously see like the housekeeping lady was like, I'm going to try to fix this with everything that I've got. But there was just Probably this not. red. Exactly. <laughs> There's a red outline around the bathtub. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be really bad. I, I set my stuff down, go to sound check, play the gig, had a great time, mm-hmm. come back to the hotel room. Key's not working. I have to go back to the front door, the front desk lady. She says, all right, fix his key. I go back upstairs. I order uh, Grubhub. Uh, uh-huh. I, I get slim chickens because I didn't eat at the gig. Sure enough, I go to take a shower in suspicious bathtub. I have to wash. And, Did you uh, wear shoes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Totally. A hundred percent. Good job. And uh, <laughs> I have waterproof boots. So obviously it was me naked in waterproof boots. <laughs> just taking a shower because I was fucking terrified. I, uh, I order that Grubhub. By the time it takes the Grubhub guy to knock on my door and leave it right at the front door and me to get out of the shower, take the boots off and put on the pants, Grubhub's gone. Some fucking crackhead snatched my Grubhub in what? 45 seconds. Wow. And I was so upset. I called the lady. She's like, I left it there. I can't do anything about it. I said, oh, fuck this, dude. That blows. I was so mad. I was so hungry. I, uh, I drive to the Wiener Schnitzel uh, down the road right there. I mm-hmm. grab some chili dogs regretted that but i drive back to the hotel room i go to sleep or start to try to go to sleep the power goes out in the fucking hotel dude and so there's a bar right underneath my hotel room and i'm like that's awesome you know i don't drink anymore but more hats off to anybody who can and you're not allowed to yeah and i'm not allowed to (laughs) end my drinking career early but uh I, the power goes out and you hear everybody go, oh, and it's like super sad. And then sure enough, like 15 minutes later, the power goes on and you can hear an eruption from the sports bar downstairs. They're like, yes, the power's back on. I'm like, Whoa. shit, dude. I haven't had to worry about the power going up where I live in like a year. I'm doing all right now. But no, it was the shittiest hotel room <laughs> I've ever stayed in. That's so crazy. I'd love to be that guy who's just like, oh, somebody left. Slim chickens out here. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> exactly right. I, I just imagined, you know, of course I would get really mad. I was sitting there just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this mm-hmm. is my chicken. I'm like, he probably needs it more than I did. He probably just took a big hit off that pipe and realized he yeah. hadn't eaten in four days and was like, hmm. Well, he I might know. not have been a crackhead, you know. He could have been into heroin. Yeah, right. He oh, could have been a variety <laughs> user. He could have gotten the variety back. Could have just been high off of weed and really hungry, you know. Yep. Yeah. Shout out that guy. Shout out to Slim Chickens guy. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> I hope he is. It's like, I, I live at the Red Roof Inn. I, I mean, steal food all the time. <laughs> I will say that room was cheap. It was like 64 bucks. Are you, uh, is there an age on Airbnbs? Like I don't. Age restriction? I looked at it yeah. and it said like on the internet, it was like, they won't usually let you unless you're 21. But wow. then some of them are 25 because they're afraid like kids will party. Mm. And I think that's the same reason like hotel rooms are that way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I know like rent-a-cars, you have to be like 24, 25. Yeah. Which it's, is ridiculous. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. It's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Burn your car down? <laughs> like since I'm a couple of years off, we're going to party in the car, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I, uh, I stayed at a hostel in Denver once. That was pretty creepy. Yeah? Yeah, because uh, me and a guy... Well, had gone to do a show in Denver, mm. me and this dude Skyler, and uh, I booked Airbnb. I found one for like thirty bucks, and I didn't even look at the details. I was like, "Cool." You were like thirty bucks. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm in. And so like we paid for it, and then we got to the place, and the guy opened the door, and he was like, "You read the details, right?" 
And I was like, yeah, of course I read the details, man. Who like, <laughs> doesn't read details? He's like, yeah, you're sharing this living room with 15 other people. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. <laughs> and you can't go to bed till everyone else does. And oh. so we were like, okay, cool. And then he like went downstairs and we just like immediately turned around and took all our shit back <laughs> to the car. And we, uh, I think we tried to get like a, a motel, but then we found like a really cheap hostel in like the middle of like downtown Denver. Yeah. And uh, it was like a, a second floor where everyone shares one bathroom. Ooh. Yeah. And there was like one bed. And so Skylar had to sleep on this cot, but it didn't open all the way. So he was like sleeping at an A, like a 45 degree angle. Huh. But it was fun. Oh, that's gold. It was it was a creepy place. It was kind of it kind of reminded me of like Spider Man too, you know, mm. where he's like his uh, landlord was always banging on his door. It's exactly what it looked like in my mind. His, that's his what it was. <laughs> 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 oh, <shit. laughs> Might have been the same place. I don't know. No, we were uh, me and the guys. So I have a new band now by the name of the Willing Few. They're great guys. Nice. Uh, Andrew Fox, uh, B.J. Dyer, Jason Hodges, and me is the crew. Oh, hold. Okay, cool. I didn't know those guys were in your band. Yeah, that's my band. I thought y'all were just chilling. No, those are my guys. I know those guys. BJ was in... Uh... I can't even think of the band. With Jeremy Delara. He's still in there. Are they still in, in Native Grounds. Okay. Yeah. So I borrow, we both borrow BJ. We, we nice. auction him off to the highest share, bidder. Share BJs. Yep, we share BJs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were at the Microtel after a gig. Uh, the... Jason opened up for at the garden for a group called the Powell Brothers. And I went ahead and went down just to support them. And we all stayed at the Microtel, the same one that didn't let me in. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Microtel. <laughs> and uh, we, stri- we went inside uh, the room and we realized it was two beds, but they were, you know, they're regular size beds. But I sleep really weird. Like I move a lot in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm sitting there and BJ's like, you know, you can just sleep next to me, man. I'm like, no, no, I can't. And Jason and Andrew started sleeping together. You afraid you might like spoon him on accident? No, I might punch him on accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll wake up and be like, "What? I have a fucking black eye." So there's this little, uh, this little uh, like cushion on the windowsill, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's where I'm sleeping tonight." And so I slept on that windowsill. I bet that sucked. Oh, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. What happened next was, so I, we woke up the next morning. We drive back from Lubbock. We're all like, cool, great gig. And uh, sure enough, I start to feel a little sick. Didn't know what was up. Started getting a really heavy fever. Had to use the restroom. Next day, I couldn't smell or taste anything. Oh, you got COVID at the hotel? Yep. And sure enough, Jason got COVID. Fox and BJ did not. So for some reason, I was sleeping right above the air conditioner. (laughs) (laughs) So like, obviously, since I got COVID. Spreading diseases. Yeah, I was spreading it everywhere. (laughs) But somehow, Andrew and BJ were like, nah, we're good. You know, but me and Jason came down with it. And uh, that's my second worst hotel experience nice. besides fucking the Red Room Inn or the Red Roof Red Inn. Ru- Red Roof was worse than getting COVID. Oh, yeah. I'm a 100% <laughs> dude. I never feared for my life at a hotel room. Like, I don't usually, like, lock the big lock on the hotel room door. Mm-hmm. I locked the big lock this time. I was like, fuck this, dude. That's fair. That's crazy. You had to be 21. You're going to have to get a fake ID, not even for alcohol. Just I know. Just so for I can get a hotel, hotel rooms, right? <laughs> Dude, fuck that, man. I'm just going to bring somebody with me. Or fuck, I'd rather sleep in the car than the Red Roof Inn. I didn't know that was a rule. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I was going to say, I probably got a hotel before 21, but I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Weird. That's a weird rule. Weird rule. Yeah. So when did your band form? Um. So we formed when uh, 
me and Jason got together and started playing together when I got back from rehab. And so that would be May or June, like late May, early June. And then the guys all, we all started playing together in early November of 2020. Nice. It's exciting. So still new. We're relatively fresh. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So you do you do a bunch of originals? Yeah. Mostly originals. We still will play covers. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like some of the Tender Silk covers like still come through. Like I still play Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. Nice. And like some really strange shit for a country band to play. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. I mean. That is fun. I didn't have to relearn anything. Only those guys had to learn shit. So what um it caused the uh, shift? Because last time you had just like dropped a single. Mm-hmm. It was SoCal. Yeah. Um, last time you were on the podcast. And I think Tender Silk was still kind of a, a newer outfit. Maybe not. I don't remember all the details. But um, yeah, you kind of uh, you switched genres. Mm-hmm. At, we had been together for probably about a year uh, when we released SoCal, mm-hmm. and after that, um, uh, I decided that it would be a good idea to start drinking and uh, doing mm-hmm. other extracurriculars. And uh, obviously, for me, I'm an alcoholic, so I can't mm-hmm. do that kind of shit and still be a productive human being. Is that one of those things where you like you had to admit you were an alcoholic to like get through rehab? Oh, a hundred percent. Like it was like for me, it was super easy to say that I had a drinking problem, Mm -hmm. but I thought that I could fix it. Yeah. You know, that was my big deal is that, you know, I thought in some way or shape or faction, I should just hang out with other people, Mm -hmm. meditate, do some fucking yoga and I wouldn't have to worry about any, you know, alcohol anymore. How do you know when it becomes a problem? Cause I've been hung over all day. (laughs) (laughs) For, For me, at least it was when I realized I didn't have a choice in the matter. Mm. it was you know whenever i wanted to stop and i couldn't i see okay whenever i tried exhausted all my options Mm -hmm. started losing shit you know that kind of deal gotcha i mean the band broke up Mm -hmm. i started doing the country thing out of necessity because i didn't have a band and apparently like country singers don't have to have a band in amarillo Mm -hmm. if you want to play like restaurants and shit you can just grab your guitar and go out there and play fucking amarillo by morning all day and oh yeah yeah but that was super easy for me. And so obviously when I lost the band, that was the deal. But whenever I couldn't show up to gigs, because mm-hmm. I was all fucked up, it was like, I can't do this anymore. You know? Oh, I see. So you were you were too drunk to go go to your gig. Yeah. Or I was too drunk to remember I had it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's intense. It was it was some shit for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Well, congrats on your, on your sobriety. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. How long has it been? Nine months, actually, just a couple days ago. Nice. Is it something that you think you'll be able to do in moderation in the future, or is it you'd rather just not deal with it? Probably not, man. I, I really do believe that you know alcoholism is a disease. And so for those who are, who are real alcoholics, mm-hmm. I think there is a physical aspect to it where I develop this, this craving that mm-hmm. my body will physically compulse for alcohol. Mm. And so for me, at least, I don't think that drinking will ever be an option again. I see. Yeah. And that was that wasn't your first time no to go to rehab, correct? No, it was a it was my first time to go to an actual rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. 100%, but it was uh cuz I feel like you were sober the for other podcasts. Mm-hmm. I had started to go to 12-step meetings mm, okay. and and try the 12-step thing and uh I I still do that to this mm-hmm. day. But um it just wasn't a uh the the rehab was really because I started to to feel the physical side effects to alcoholism. I knew that I had a problem with alcohol, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know that that there was a living problem with that, and that I couldn't live if I was drinking the way I was. I see. And was it uh, 
What was your preference? Was it just beer? Were you doing everything? Anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah, anything on the table. If I really did have a preference, I was a big Jack Daniels guy. I was a big whiskey drinker. But, uh, you know, uh, at the t- <laughs> this is weird. I started, uh, I stopped, the first time I stopped drinking, I stopped right before the seltzer craze got, like, really big. Oh, like, yeah. Like, right before, like, White Claw became the shit. Yeah, I'm you glad know? COVID killed that wave. Yeah, thank <laughs> God, dude. Everything was seltzer. Topo Chico seltzer, fucking White yeah. Claw, Bud Light seltzer. You know, I stopped right before that. And so, like, I was a big beer drinker. Obviously, I love texas and mm-hmm. so texas beer even if it tasted like shit to me i was like yeah texas beer yes yeah, drink this shit you know that's me too so uh i finally <laughs> no i finally got to the uh i finally started just drinking everything i could get my hands on mm-hmm. it's rough yeah kind of rough and especially when you're like 19 and 20 yeah like you can get your hands on some real questionable shit for sure for sure were you able to like uh, drink at gigs? Like because they saw you playing, they probably didn't card you. Was that a thing, or did they always card you? There were some places that yeah. I won't name because <laughs> <laughs> list them all. <laughs> They'll get thoroughly fucked by TABC if they ever hear this. But uh, no, there were some places I could, and there were some places I couldn't. That's interesting, man. So do you uh... like shout out Wade? Shout out Wade at the Golden Light. Man, never served me a drink. And oh, you yeah. probably had the option a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Have you replaced uh, alcohol with anything else? Like, I know when I uh, was cutting back, like, I was just trying to drink less. Yeah. Just for, like, health reasons. I just started uh, drinking hot tea, like, late at night. And it kind of, like, it didn't, like, replace alcohol. But it was kind of, like, a, a fun thing to do. Like, a fun kind of activity similar uh-huh. to drinking. I tried the, the marijuana maintenance thing. Hmm. Yeah, so there's this big thing in like the recovery community about like there's a big debate on whether you could use like marijuana to maintain like maintain sobriety. Blaze up 420, drinking. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, blaze up 420. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't. I mean, I just started using it the same way that I would drink all the time, mm-hmm. obsessively, compulsively. You know. Yeah. And so I tried that for a while. Um, I tried copious amounts of coffee. Um, I do that. I still do that today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as much trying to fix that, but I still drink copious amounts of yeah. coffee. I feel like I might be addicted to coffee, but also like it's not like a problem, you know? Yeah, it's my life isn't unmanageable <laughs> because I drink fucking large amounts of coffee. <laughs> but I tried with, uh, switching between cigarettes and vaping like eight or ten times. I was mm-hmm. like, cigarettes are working. They're not working. Vaping is working. Not working. Let's go back to the cigarettes. And I bounce mm-hmm. back and forth. I'm back on the vaping thing, but it'll probably be a couple of weeks, and I'll be back to smoking Turkish Royals. So, mm-hmm. Turkish Royals. Oh, Turkish Royals. I don't know anything about cigarettes. I've uh, I've managed to not ever like get addicted to cigarettes, but it's only because like I've never got into them. Like even like when everyone was like rebellious in high school and they like let's smoke cigarettes. <laughs> like I would smoke weed, but then I'd like try a cigarette and be like, this tastes like complete shit, dude. Like <laughs> I don't want to do this ever again. And I would like. I would be at like a party or something and I'd take a couple puffs to like, you know, try to be one of the cool kids and then I would just give it to someone else. You're just like, like finish this off for me. You <laughs> yeah. got it, bud. Nowadays, you would be a super spreader. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's some shit. I would have killed those people. Yep, you would have killed them. <laughs> <laughs> How long did your uh, COVID last? Dude, I had like the first five days were like the really intense like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like I had the breathing, had the body aches. That shit sucked. And then the rest of it, it was like I didn't even have COVID. Nice. Yeah. See, mine was uh, 
for about four days, I felt symptoms. I, d- I didn't ever had any breathing issues, uh-huh. but I was super paranoid about having breathing issues. So I, I would constantly just be doing like deep breath, deep <laughs> right. breath exercises, just, right. and I would be googling things like hold it in for six seconds, exhale for a seven, and I would just, I was doing that the whole time. But it was really, it really just felt like a fever and chills, it was yeah. like for four days, and then I was fine. Yeah, and I lost my smell and taste for like maybe a few hours. Mine is still touch and go. Yeah, my girlfriend lost hers. She didn't have any symptoms, but she like lives here, so she obviously she got it. Right. But her only symptom was smell and taste, and she's she's lost it for like over a month, and it 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 comes back and then it'll fade out a little bit. Yeah, that was me this morning. I went to stop at McDonald's on the way back from the Red Roof Inn to to town, and uh, I went to bite into that sausage McMuffin. I couldn't really smell it or taste it. I was like, that kind of sucks. That does suck. Yeah. What's What's crazy was uh. I, we went to go visit her family like the weekend before I got it. Mm-hmm. And I like hugged two of her grandmothers and her granddad. Oh, shit. I held a baby. Oh, that's, <laughs> the most, that's the most irresponsible <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Held a baby. Visited an old person's home. Fucking. <laughs> I didn't know I had it. I didn't, I didn't know I had it until like we were coming back and I f- just like got the chills really bad. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh shit, I got to go get tested. And then I was like, oh my God, I might have just killed your whole family. <laughs> right, <fucking laughs> like, but luckily, like, I didn't spread it to anyone. I don't know how, but uh. yeah. And we, like, stayed at her dad's house. And I was like, oh, damn, her dad might have gotten it. But yeah, everyone tasted negative, so. We drank out of all the bottles in the house. <laughs> you know? I licked every doorknob. You know, the usual stuff. <laughs> the usual stuff I do, just to, to show that I was here. <laughs> but yeah, it's... uh. It was it was scary for a little bit. It was scary for about two weeks, just for the sake of other people's health. I was fine, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I'm, if I like accidentally like kill a family member of hers, I like I don't know what I'm I'll gonna feel do. Like an asshole I don't forever. know what the hell <laughs> right. I'm gonna do with my life. Um, but yeah, praise God, didn't happen. Heck yeah, amen. All right. Anyway, what else is going on? Uh, so, what's the name of the band? Falling. Uh, Travis Roberts and the Willing Few. Willing Few. Mm-hmm. That's a cool name, man. Yep. I like that. It's because they're only ones willing to play for me. Everyone else <laughs> After was like, all this Hell shit. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what's up. Are you guys uh, streaming any music? Yeah, man. We've got a single out right now called Cabin Fever, which has been nice. doing pretty good. Um, we're working on a couple new tunes in the, the coming weeks uh, that we plan on releasing, hopefully, like late March, early April. That's what's up. It's just been kind of pushed back with like COVID timelines and all that shit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's what's up. Is it, um, was alcohol ever like, uh, a good thing for like, as far as like performing or songwriting? Did it ever like help you? Yeah. Um, and is it hard to like adjust without it? Totally. Uh, part of it was I didn't have to do much work Mm -hmm. whenever I was, whenever I was drinking or I was playing with extracurricular stuff because, uh, it, it kind of gives you that kind of like semi- uh, semi-inspirational feeling like you mm-hmm. can sit down you're like oh shit you know I'm funny as fuck or like yeah. I, you know I'm smart as hell and I can write these down you know mm-hmm. it's a lot more work because now I have to like purposefully sit down and go okay I got 